0: Uh, 121, if you will, Psalm 121, and greeting and shaking hands, and uh, Brother Looney walked in this morning, and he said, how you doing, preacher? I said, I'm doing great. I get to brag on the Lord today, Amen. and it's any day you get to brag on Jesus, it's a good day, and I want to try to take just a few moments this morning, if I could, I want to just lift him up today. And I want to just point you to the Lord. I believe that's what this message will do. And, uh, man, I hope this will be as much of a blessing to you as it was to God giving it to me in the study. Psalm 121. Now, what a great psalm this is. When you find your place, if you're able to stand, let's stand this morning out of the respect uh, of the reading of God's Word. Psalm 121. It's only eight verses. We're going to read the whole, whole chapter today. Psalm 121. And verse number one. How many glad you you have your Bible today? Amen. Amen. The psalmist said, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. I want to draw your attention to verses 5 and 6. It's our text today. And I want us to read that that text together this morning as a church family if we could. Psalm 121, verse 5 and 6. Let's read them together. Ready? The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. You may be seated this morning. And I want to talk to you about that subject, the Lord is thy shade. The Lord is thy shade. Man, I'm about to get excited. I didn't even start preaching yet. The Lord is thy shade. And uh, hey, let's, uh, let's go to the Lord. We'll jump right into it today. Father, thank you so much for this time we've had together today. And God, thank you for the great music and the singing together, fellowship, Lord, the fellowship's been so sweet. God, thank you for that great, special Lord that Michael and Lori just did. Thank you that we've come by the way of the cross. Thank you for the cross of Calvary. And thank you for thy blessed Son who bled and suffered and died and rose again that we might have life and have it more abundantly. God, I pray that you'll meet with us in the service now. I pray that you'll give us something that we can chew on something that will stay with us, something that will encourage us, but more than that, something that will lift up high the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that he will will increase while we decrease today. We pray for the power of the Holy Spirit now. Heavenly Father, as, as J. Harold Smith used to pray, God, I pray that you'll save that soul that's nearest hell. And I pray that you'll encourage that child of God that may be a little discouraged today. Watch the, uh, bless those that are watching my wave live stream. And God, we pray for your touch and we pray for your help and we plead the blood of Jesus over this service all day. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that you would bind the powers of darkness because we know you're well able. Help us, Lord, please. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray and for his sake, And all God's people said, amen. And someone said, inquiring minds want to know. And when I see a verse like this in Psalm 121 and verse number five, the Lord is thy shade. The Lord is thy shade. I don't know about y'all, and maybe sometimes I I think a little too deep, but when I read something like that in my Bible, I want to know why the scripture would say something like that. Why is the Lord your shade? You know what? I believe we have a perfect Bible. I believe that God has put these words in there on purpose. And God says, the Lord is thy shade. Is there any significance in that statement? I believe, of course, and we know of course there is. Psalm 21. What an what a interesting book the book of Psalms is. We know it's the, it is the Hebrew songbook. And All of these psalms at one time or another were probably put to music. And the Jewish people would sing these psalms. Psalm 121, just give you a little background here, sometimes if you know the background behind the psalm, it helps you to understand it a little bit better. And Psalm 121 is known as something called an ascension psalm. At least three times a year, the Jewish people would travel to Jerusalem for feast. Jerusalem was always up one of the highest places in the land. And as they made that ascent to Jerusalem, they would sing Psalm 121. That's why it's called an ascension psalm. When they arrived at Jerusalem, they would go to the temple. And on the different steps of the temple, they would sing a different ascension psalm. As they came to that second step of the temple, They would stop on that second step and they would sing Psalm 121. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Now I'm going to be honest with you, Calvary. If anybody understands shade and sun, the Hebrew people understood that. They understood the importance of shade. They, uh, they understand, you know what, when you talk about hot, the the uh, Israeli people, they know about hot. It gets very hot in the nation of Israel. It's a very desertous climate. Some of you have been there. It's a very desertous climate. By the way, especially the closer you get to Jerusalem, the more desertous it becomes. And in fact, I can remember when we were there, as we stayed in Tiberias and Uh, As we made our way toward Jerusalem, about an hour and a half, two hours from Tiberias, and as we made our way to to Jerusalem, the closer you got to Jerusalem, the more sand you saw. In fact, I remember uh, literally we saw hill after hill that there wasn't a bush, there wasn't a blade of grass, there wasn't a tree. It just looked like like the Sahara Desert. I mean, it was just nothing but desert. It's a very hot place. In fact, just... Uh, studying, just doing a little, uh, uh, you know, indirect study this week, I found out that just last year, uh, in 2019, that Israel climbed to about 122 degrees. And so it's a very, very hot and arid and, and, uh, and even humid sometimes, uh, a very, very hot place. When, when my wife and I uh, visited the Holy Land, we stayed in a place called Elite. It's a little suburb of of Tiberias right there uh, close to the the Sea of Galilee. In fact, it's on the southwestern side of the Sea of Galilee. And from our mission house where we stayed and worked, uh, from the balcony, you could see the sea. I mean, it was beautiful. And, of course, my wife and I, it was our first time in Israel. We had never, you know, we were just like a bunch of kids in the candy store. I mean, we were just chomping at the bit. We could see the Sea of Galilee, but we had never touched it. And so we had a little free time in between some of the things we were doing there on the mission trip. And, and so my wife and I, since we could see the Sea of Galilee, we figured we'd hike to the Sea of Galilee. And so we, <laughs> man, you talk about a bunch of amateurs. I mean, you could tell we're from North Carolina, not from Israel. So here we go. We, uh, You know what? We, we head out on foot. We didn't have a car, you know. And so we head out on foot and... Uh, And we hike down, and I want to emphasize that word down, we hike down to the Sea of Galilee. Well, the only thing is, is that uh, that the, the closer we got to the sea, the further away it looked. I mean, it really is an optical illusion. My wife knows exactly what I'm talking about right now. And, and it looked so close. I mean, it looked like it was like a mile. And I thought, you know, you know what? We walk that every day, more than that every day. We can be there and back in just a little bit of time. And so, man, we just took off and started hiking. And, and the further down the mountain we got, I mean, it's, it still kept looking a long ways away. In fact, we, got to, we finally got to one point. And I said, honey, it ain't going to happen. I mean, we still, and we were looking at the cars. You know, there's a highway runs right by the Civ Galley, and the cars still look like a little matchbook. Matchbook cars, I said, honey, it ain't going to happen. We're not going to make it. Well, it was about 110 degrees that day. And us being the college people we are and very smart and intelligent, <laughs> did not even bring a bottle of water. And so when we finally gave up on our hike, I said, "Well, let's just let's let's we're gonna head back." And so, we don't forget what I said. We were hiking down to the Sea of Galilee, and if you hike down somewhere, what does that mean? That means you got to hike back up when you're going back. And so we began to climb that mountain back up to our, our mission house. And the mission house was way up in a neighborhood perched up on the mountain there, and uh, it was 110 degrees and. And uh, you know what, Israel, you know, in certain places, Israel doesn't have a lot of trees. There's not a lot of cover. I told my wife, in fact, I can remember saying this. Now I know why Elijah crawled underneath a juniper bush. Because it was the only shade he could find. We couldn't find any shade. The sun was beating down. My wife has asthma already. She was getting, I mean, she was really getting overheated. In fact, we finally got to a certain point. I said, you know what, we're going to have to leave you. I'm just going to have to leave you here. And I said, let me hike back up and I'll get to the mission house and I'll get Brother Ken and we'll get the, 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 the vehicle and, and I'll come back and, and we'll pick you up. And, and such was the case. We did that. Now, just said that to say this, that, well, we realized a great lesson that day that Israel is a very hot and a dry place. I think about the prophet Jonah. Most of you remember that story in Jonah chapter 4. Jonah has preached repentance to Nineveh. And then the Bible says that the prophet goes up on the east side of the city. He perches himself up there to see what God is going to do. And the Bible says why he waits to see what God is going to do, the Bible says that the sun literally begins to beat down on the prophet. The Bible says that God brings or God causes a gourd to grow. And that gourd provides shade for the man of God. Jonah's enjoying that shade, but then the Bible says a worm eats that gourd. And that gourd withers away, and the Bible says that the sun, the the Bible says the sun smote Jonah in such a way that Jonah literally wanted to die. Now, shade. I I just told told you all that because I want you to get shade in your mind. Shade can be such an important part of life. And it's upon this thought that God reminds us of a wonderful truth in Psalm 121. God said, I am your shade. I'm your shade. It tells us several things. Can I just share them? I believe they're all a blessing to you. How about this? Number one, uh, shade, first of all, shade is a picture of protection. Now, don't, listen, don't, don't turn me off on this. You need to hear me out because you're going to need this message down the road if you don't need it right now. Shade is a picture of protection. Just a few weeks ago, my wife and I, we were uh, in the state of California visiting with our children, and, and, uh, and I, don't, I don't know why it was like this, but a couple of those days, I had a severe headache. I mean, it was a really, really bad headache. Some of you folks understand migraine, and, and uh, I mean, I, I wasn't quite over the threshold. Once you go over the threshold, you know, there's no going back. You're done for. And I, I didn't quite, wasn't quite over the threshold, but I was right, I was borderline. In fact, we were in the in the car, and there were a few times I started to tell Zach, son, just take me back to the house, and y'all go do your thing. I'm just, I'm gonna have to go lay down. I was feeling nauseous, and, and just uh, my head was just busting, and and so you guys know what I'm talking about, and you ladies too. Uh, when you've got a headache like that, you can't. Sometimes you can have have anything touch your head, and so uh, normally, especially in a state like California, I'd have a hat on. Uh, my hair's not, I know you haven't noticed this, but my hair's not quite as thick as it used to be and I, and, uh, and so whenever I'm out I usually have a what are you laughing about? And, and I, I usually have a hat well, I had a headache for two days and I, and honestly I couldn't, I just couldn't wear a hat. I mean I had a Trump hat and everything, but I just couldn't wear it. I mean and uh, make America better, uh, great you know, I, and, but I just couldn't wear it, I couldn't wear it. Well one day we were out and uh, you know what, you're trying to just stick it out because you're, you know you don't get to see your grandkids very much and And I wanted to be there with them, but uh, that headache was bearing down. I couldn't wear a hat. We were out and about doing this and that. And I didn't realize this, but throughout the day, my bald head, the sun was wearing me out. Well, you know what? That night, night we got back to the house, and I was going to take a shower. I turned the shower on, got in the shower, and when I put my head underneath the water, it was like, you know, you know what I'm talking about, and I realize I have just messed up. I mean, my head was severely sunburned. You know why? Here's the point. Here's you know why, because I had no protection. I had no shade over my head. This last week, we laid Brother Allen's daddy uh, to rest in Rockwell, North Carolina. Brother Allen can tell you what I'm I'm saying is is the truth, and uh, he was buried at 11 o'clock, and we were out there at the cemetery. And by the time we got out, and they had already said on the news it was going to be a scorcher. By the time we got out to the cemetery, the sun, it felt like the sun was just dead above us. And it was just really beating down. It was 11 o'clock, but it was already excruciatingly hot. It was hot. In fact, I was concerned. It was a military funeral, and some of those older VFW guys were there. And I'm going to be honest, I was really concerned about some of those guys. They were standing out there in direct sun. And we were standing, the hearse had pulled in, the pallbearers had come, they were getting ready to take the casket out, and we were just standing there in respect, waiting for the casket to come out and make our way to uh, the graveside. And and I could feel, I could feel the sun just beating down on my head that was still sunburned. And I told my wife, I said, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to, I mean, it is so hot out here. And the Lord must've just spoke to my wife. And she said, honey, don't you have an umbrella in your truck? And you know what? I didn't want to put an umbrella out that day. But I said, yes, I do. I went back to the truck. I got my big, one of those big giant ones too. Hallelujah. Amen. And I got that umbrella out and and I put that umbrella up. And I'm going to tell you what, you know what? That shade was such an incredible blessing. Hey, Calvary, aren't you glad? Aren't you thankful this morning? That you have a God that even when you don't realize is providing shade for you. Aren't you glad this morning, Calvary Baptist Church, that you have a God that's protecting you and a God that's providing for you and a God that's preserving you? You know what? Even when we don't think about it, even when we don't pay it any attention, thank God we have a loving Heavenly Father that is over us and He's protecting us and He takes the time to mention to these Jewish people as they're heading to Jerusalem, that hot place in that hot desert. He said, hey, don't forget, I am your keeper and I am your Shade. By the way, did you know that it can be a very serious problem to be without shade? Man, just reading this week, and you know there are places in the desert that offer no shade at all. No trees. Did you know in, in, in extreme heat conditions that a person can lose up to three liters of water per hour? Now think about that. I read that statistic, and I thought, that's, in, that's incredible. That if you're out in the desert, hot sun, no shade, that you can lose. you Think about that, three liters. Three liters of water an hour. You know what? It's little wonder why people dehydrate so fast when they're in those kind of conditions. Now, this is not a science class. This is preaching time. But I said that to say this. Did you know it's a very dangerous thing to get out in the wilderness of sin and away from the divine shadow of the Almighty? You know, I'm going to tell you what, buddy, for 39 years, hallelujah, for 39 years, I've been living underneath his shade, and thank God this church has been living underneath his shade, and and many of you here today, you're living underneath, you, you don't even know it, maybe haven't even paid attention to it, maybe haven't even thanked him for it, but you know what, you're living under the shade of God, your family's living under the shade of God, your home is under the shade of God, your marriage is under the shade of God, and it is a scary thing, it is a dangerous thing to wonder. Away and get out in the desert of sin where there is no longer any shade. Oh, listen to me. If you're, if you're here today or you're watching by way of live stream and you've wandered away from the perfect will of God and you're no longer where you need to be and you no longer have that sweetness and you no, no longer have that joy that Brother Gary was talking about and you no longer have that contentment and that satisfaction and you've wandered away from the shade of God, could I encourage you, come back, come back, come back to the will of God today. You see, shade is a picture of protection. But I like, I like this next point. Number two, shade is a picture, well, it's a picture of pleasure. There is comfort and enjoyment in shade. Now, this is simple, simple preaching. Most of you know that often the temperature in the shade is considerably cooler Than than in the direct sun? You ever been out in the hot, hot sun and you said, man, I've just got to find some shade. Because it was so much more pleasurable in the shade. Are y'all with me this morning? It was so much more comfortable in the shade. It's one of the things that made a place called Elam so great. Elam. Exodus 15, you don't have to go there, Elam. Moses and the children of Israel are wandering in the desert, in that hot desert sun. And the Bible says that they've been without water. And all of a sudden, the Bible says that God leads them to a a little place, a little what we would call an oasis. He leads them to a place called Elam. And the thing that was so great about Elam is Elam was a place where there was plenteous water, number one. But there was something else. The Bible says, in fact, the word Elam means palms. It was a place where there were a bunch of palm trees. And those Israelites who had been wandering around in that hot sun and that desert and they were parched and dried out, all of a sudden God leads them to this little this little oasis and, and it's there where they're able to get water and it's there where they're able to get shade. And by the way, you know what? You know what i just what I just thought about, man, this is hot off the press right here, brother. You know what I just thought about? This is Elam right here. Amen. This is Elam. Hey, this is Elam. This is the city of Palms right here. Hey, hey, listen, have you ever had a hard week? Have you ever had a difficult week? And boy, you just felt like you weren't gonna make it. And and Sunday morning came around and, and spiritually speaking, you just sort of drug in here. Emotionally speaking, you just sort of dragged yourself in here. And before you know it, you came to this place called Elam and there was some water here and there was some shade here. Oh, I'm glad to tell you, my dear friend, that shade equals pleasure. My wife and I try to walk every day. And every once in a while with our schedule, the way our schedule is, sometimes we have to wait till a hot part of the day. Usually we try to walk early in the morning, but sometimes it'll be hot. And we have, though, on that little route that we walk, we have a couple spots we know about where there's always going to be some shade. And so if we start getting a little winded, I'll say to her, can you make it to the next? Oh, man, I'm going to tell you what. I'm about to get happy. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm about to get happy. And I'll say to her, can you make it to the next shady spot? and we'll walk to that yes sir brother amen God's helping me I ain't helping anybody else this morning and you know what we get out of that sun and we get into that shady area and the temperature cools down and the sun's off of our head it's a lot more pleasurable it's a lot more pleasant it's a lot more comfortable and I want to tell you what buddy there is nothing like serving Jesus Christ with your life it's more pleasurable it's more comfortable listen you can have the world you can have your sin you can have your parties. You can have your drugs. You can have your alcohol. You can have your immorality. Hey, just give me Jesus. Amen. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. And I'll tell you why. Because there ain't nothing like serving the Lord. Charles Gabriel said it like this. Oh, it's wonderful to be a Christian. Oh, it's wonderful to be God's child. Oh, it's wonderful to have your sins forgiven. Oh, it's wonderful to be redeemed and justified, forever reconciled. You say, preacher, never thought about this. Well, start thinking about it. He's your shade. It's August the 2nd. July was hot. But how many know this, That in August in North Carolina, we're not quite to the cool yet. It's going to be, we've still got some more hot and humid days ahead. You know what, what a fitting time to preach a message like this. You know what would know be great from now on is when that you find your shady spot, your mind will go back to this message. And you'll say, the Lord is thy keeper. He is thy shade. I'm glad he's our shade this morning. Shade is a picture of protection. Shade is a picture of pleasure. Now don't don't, don't turn me off yet. Hear me out now. Number three, we notice something else. Shade is a picture of the presence of God. Now think about this, Calvary. Whenever you see shade, it means something. It means somewhere there's a bright light. Is that true? (laughs) You say, Preacher, I didn't need you to tell me that. I know you didn't. It's not your pastor's job to teach you something you don't know. It's just your pastor's job to remind you of things you already know. No light means no shade. No light means no shadow. Did you know oftentimes the light may not be visible? You may not see the light. Oh, this is a good thought. Don't miss this. You may not see the light, but if there is shade, (laughs) that means there's some light somewhere. That means there's a bright light shining. Did you know there are times when you cannot necessarily see what the Lord is doing in every part of your life? Did you know at times all you can see is the shade? Did you know oh, there's times when all you can see is the shadow? But I got great news, Calvary. Hey, I'm glad you came today. I'm glad you came today. So I could tell you that even though you may not see the light, all you can see is the shadow. Hallelujah. There is a great, big, almighty God that's in the background and he's working behind the scenes. And you maybe can't see but hallelujah, he's there. Yeah. Hebrews thirteen five. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I'm pretty sure we're getting ready to do a series in Job. But I want you to turn over quickly, if you will, please, to Job chapter 23. We're going to bring this thing to a close. Job chapter 23. And how many know that Job, at, at the point where Job was in his life, Job could only see the shade. He could not see the bright light behind the shade. But he knew that God was there. Would you look at Job chapter 23 and verse number eight? I love this. This is such an encouragement. Job said in Job 23 verse number eight, Behold, I go forward, but he's not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. Job said he hideth himself on the right hand that I cannot see him. Oh, look at this church. Job said, but he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. You know what Job was saying? Don't miss this Calvary. Job said, all I can see right now is the shadow. But he said, I know if there's a shadow, I know if there's shade, there's got to be a light somewhere. And Job said, with everything going on in my life, he said, I looked on the right hand, God wasn't there. Looked on the left hand, God wasn't there. He said, I threw in reverse and God wasn't there. I went in forward and God wasn't there. And Job said, I don't understand all that God is doing in my life. I don't understand. But Job said, I know this is somewhere in the shadow. Somewhere, oh yes, good neighbor, somewhere in the background. Job said, there is a mighty big God. Y'all better pray for your preacher. I'm about to have a spell this morning. There is a God in the background that's working mighty work. Listen, there's somebody here this morning just as sure as I'm preaching this and there's something going on in your life and maybe a problem, maybe an affliction, maybe uh, uh, maybe uh, some kind of turmoil or a burden or a burden at home or a burden with your health and you're saying, preacher, I don't understand. What God is doing, all I see is the shadow. All I see is the shade. Hallelujah, I got some good news. Wherever there's shade, wherever there's a shadow, hallelujah, there is a great big God in the background. You'll find this in big bold letters in our bookstore on the wall. My father's way may twist and turn. My heart may throb and ache, but in my soul I'm glad I know he maketh no mistake. My cherished plans may go astray, my hopes may fade away. But still I'll trust my Lord to lead, for he doth know the way. Though night be dark and it may seem that day will never break, I'll pin my face My all in him, he maketh no mistake. There's so much I cannot see. My eye light far too dim. But come what may, I'll simply trust and leave it all to him. For by and by, for by and by, the mist will lift. And plain it all he'll make. Through all the way, though dark to me, he maketh no mistake. Hey, Calvary, if you're in the shade right now, it just tells you something. There is a God that's working in the background. And I had some other thoughts I was going to share, but I believe the Holy Spirit said, stop. So I'm going to stop right there. Because I really believe that there's somebody here this morning that was the point that you needed. You know what? When things happen, how many know this? Old smutty face will show up. And he'll say, boy, oh boy, God's not fair. Well, maybe it doesn't pay to serve the Lord. And you look up at times and all you can see is the shade. By the way. Hallelujah for the shade. But all you can see is the shade. But rest assured, if you can see the shade, there is a bright light that's behind the shade. You can trust Him. Well, we used to sing that song years and years ago. Only trust Him. Only trust Him. Anybody remember that song? I wonder who it is today that needs to just realize he's got this. He's got it. Let's bow our heads this morning. Father, thank you for giving me the privilege to come to these wonderful people and just brag on the Lord. What a blessing. Father, it could be there's somebody that's here today That has wandered away into that desert of sin. Away from the perfect will of God. They've got out from underneath the shade. God, I pray today that those would come and find their way to an old-fashioned altar and today they would rededicate their life to Christ. Lord, it's very possible there's somebody here this morning that needs to be saved, needs to be born again. I pray that you'll help them to come. And then, Lord, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there's probably some Christians here today. And this week there's been a battle. This week something has happened that didn't seem fair. And, Lord, today they need to tiptoe down to this old-fashioned altar and just say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I don't understand. All I can see is the shade. But I understand you're in the background. Father, have your way in the invitation, please, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Can I ask a question or two this morning? Number one is this. How many of you here today, you'd say, Pastor, if I died today, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I am saved. And you can, if you can honestly say that between you and Christ, would you just slip your hand up right now? Preacher, I know that I'm saved. Praise the Lord. You can lower your hands. Can I ask this? I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to come down and try to drag you down an aisle. But I wonder if there may be one here today anywhere who would say, Preacher, I'm going to be honest. If I died today, I'm not sure that I would go to heaven. Would you please remember me? You'd slip your hand up right now. Is there one anywhere right now you'd let me pray for you? Preacher, if I died, I'm not 100% sure of heaven. Would you pray for me? Is there one? Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? Let's all stand, if you would, please. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Hey, Calvary, let's use the altar. If God spoke to your heart, and several folks already have, if God spoke to your heart about a need, I want to encourage you to come right now. If you're here and you need to rededicate your life to Christ, I want to encourage you to come. Uh, Maybe you've been saved, but you've not been scripturally baptized and you need to make yourself a candidate for baptism, then you come. We'll help you with that. Maybe you're here today and say, Pastor, we're not the member of a good Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church, and we feel it's the will of God that God would have us join with this local body, and you'd come today. Folks are coming. Folks are coming. We're going to pause just for a few moments, and while you're praying, I'm going to make my way to the main floor, and if we can help you or pray with you about... Anything at all will be here. And uh, let me encourage you to use the altar today. Amen. Let's do business with God today. You come while we wait.